Welcome. Here we are. What are you guys doing in the building today with all this beautiful weather? All right. So, we have our teens today, which is was awesome. Hi. He's still awake. It's good. He's waving at me. I'm going to sound the gong, and I'm going to invite you to just drop into your heart. However that works for you. It's nice to think of something you're grateful for, take, turn that thought into a feeling, and let that expand, because we're going to talk a lot about that today. Actually, the teens are going to get up and talk a little bit about that as well. And so as I sound our, our uh, gong here, let that be the, the marker for you. I'll time it in 30 seconds. I will, I'll uh, share a chant. Um, I'll let that chant be a part of the soundtrack of your experience, or if you'd like to sing along, please do. And then I'll offer a prayer. Here we go. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For spirit, one spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. So know with me, allow my words to be your words, and if they're not a good fit, just let them wash over you. Don't spend any energy editing. But what I offer is this. I recognize in this moment that life's eternal, that there's one power, one presence, there's a coherent field that when we open our hearts and our beingness to that, we connect with. And so I invite you to just put down the fixing and the figuring in this moment and relax because it is in that peaceful repose where we connect with our soul, with our eternal coherent nature. It's one of order. There's an, there's an intelligent order that we are all supported by. And so knowing that in this moment and knowing that something beautiful, something lovely is finding its way to us because that is our divine nature, one of abundance and health and vibrancy and joy and possibility and creativity and something that not even the infinite intelligence of the universe can, can comprehend in this moment. That is why we have taken form, to live in the awe and to be part of the awe and to create something that is awe-inspiring. No less than that is why you have taken form. So in celebration of that this day, knowing every good thing, the words that we share, the music we share, the silence, the pauses between the words, the spaces between the notes, 
All of it is an opportunity to connect with that deep, abiding intelligence, love, beauty, joy, and mystery. So I just give thanks knowing we have everything we need in this moment and that's enough. That I stand holding life in my own perception and my own awareness with more than enough. More than enough in this moment. Just like the air that we breathe, there's more than enough. And so standing together in more than enough, I give thanks. I release these words and invite you to say it with me. And so it is. All right. Well, I'm, I'm good. We can go now. Let's just pass the basket and head on out of here. What do you say? Eh? So we have a real treat, uh, and I get to see it twice. We have our teens. The teens did a lock-in um, last night, right? Well, we don't lock them in. I mean, they can get out if they have to, but they're supervised. Because they're teens, and they forget, and their brains are still melding together at the top. There's a science that says, no, I'm just, I'm just. they didn't like that, but anyway. But um, they're going to get up and share with you some beautiful stuff they're experienced today, and then I'm going to share some ideas around that as well. So I'm going to invite Alicia to come up. She is the, 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 the cornerstone leader of this group, and our teen group, yes, our teen group has grown from three to now 12. In the last, go we ahead. We had 13 teens and three advisors this weekend. Very exciting. We're so big that we can't fit on the stage anymore. It's great. Uh, so my name is Alicia, and I'm the lead advisor here. And um, it was such a pleasure this weekend. And um, Daniel, I'm going to let Daniel introduce the teens actually today. And, and uh, he's... <laughs> woo. Good morning. Oh, almost fell off. Thank you so much for being here. Um, as you now know, my name is Daniel. I'm 22 years old, and I've been one of the co-advisors here since, when did I come? November? December. Yesterday. Like yesterday. I just came yesterday. Um, take a breath. Um, it's kind of crazy. I, I used to I used to be in a, a group similar to this, but a lot more structured, with less mobility and expression and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's cool to walk into this. Um, I actually don't even remember walking from here to the back to sign up to become an advisor. It just drew me to it. This weekend and watching every single one of these kids expand and flourish and develop connections and the smiles and the laughter and the tears and just everything was incredible and we really want to give them that opportunity to share with you why we're going to keep on doing this, how empowering it is. I'm not sure if you felt it, it might be because of the sun, but as soon as everybody started to flow in here, like I, I, I've had goosebumps for the last two and a half hours. so. Um, the energy in here is unreal right now. So, who wants to take it away? Hi, I'm gonna try not to cry this time. <laughs> um, my name is Ayanna, I'm 18. Uh, I've been in the youth group for about five years. Uh, this is gonna be my last year because after, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, uh, I'm, I might become an advisor, but this will be my last year as a team. Um, this weekend, <laughs> this weekend was great. Um, this is the first time in a while that we've had a lock-in with this many people since I've joined. Um, 
And so it was really great to see all of these uh, new people um, make our youth group what it used to be. And I know that when I go uh, and move on with my life, they'll still be here to, um, you know, keep that energy flowing. <sighs> this weekend was really amazing. We did this one workshop where it was called the Circle of Growth, kind of like the Circle of Life of the Lion King. I don't know. And um, we talked about uh, times in our lives where it was kind of hard and where we had trying times. And we talked about how we learned from them and how we grew from them. And we made lists of stuff that we learned and how we can still learn. And I liked that one because um, there were a lot of tears. It was really, it was a deep workshop. <laughs> And we learned a lot about each other, and we all supported each other, and um, it was one of the one of the best ones. So, yeah. All right, my name is Rosita. I'm 16, and I've been going here for three years now. Uh, one of the workshops we did was uh, about making a vase with a crack in it. So we molded it. And that was supposed to represent that, like, even through the imperfection, that we could see, still see the perfection because when light shines on it, you can still see light bouncing off of it, making it beautiful. So the, our mantra for that was imperfection equals I'm perfect. So it was supposed to represent the imperfection in us. <laughs> Hi, I'm Riley. I've been going here for almost, to the group for almost two years now. Oh, I'm 16, and this weekend was amazing. It really helped with me about being more vulnerable with everybody here. And one of my favorite workshops was Alicia, Daniel, and Saskia threw a little carnival for us after they sprayed us a silly string. And <laughs> I don't know. It was just really fun, and I loved experiencing it with all of you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm 14. I've been here for over a month, and um, I had a lot of fun this weekend, and I made like a lot of really strong like bonds with the people here. And I learned, oh, I learned a lot about every individual person here, and it was a really great weekend. Hi, I'm Justin. Um, uh, this weekend, um, I had a lot of fun, and we shared a lot of deep things that they probably wouldn't share with a lot of other people, so that's fun. <laughs> uh, I'm Gans, I'm 14, I've been going here for about a year and a half. Um, uh, this weekend I learned a lot about everybody, just in general, and yeah. <laughs> That's the most I've ever heard Gan speak. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, 
So first of all, if you were here at the last service, then I'm sorry, because you saw, you saw me ugly cry. <laughs> uh, you know, like when there's no noise coming out and you just kind of like can't move. Um, but I was crying because I don't really want to leave and I don't want Ayanna to ha- I'm gonna start crying again. That's okay. I was like, I've just made like so many tight bonds with everybody. <laughs> with everybody here, whoa, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. With everybody here and I just, I don't know. It's emotional having so much love sent to you. Oh, I'm going to start crying. Okay. Okay, I guess it's my turn now. Um, that was loud. I'm Mara. I'm 16. I've been going here for two years-ish. And this, was, this weekend was probably the first time I've ever felt so connected to everyone else and all of the things that we've been doing here, which was really incredibly powerful. Um. I got my age right last service, so let's keep that streak going. Uh, I'm Mark, I'm 18. I've been coming to the teen group for about three to four months, so not as long as a lot of others here. Um, during this overnighter, um, I didn't know how open and vulnerable everyone here could have been. And especially during the youth speaks, um, a lot of tears came out. Uh, and getting to know everyone a lot better definitely strengthened all our bonds. and. Even though this might be my only year here, I. <laughs> Even though this might be my only year here, I hope that I get to see all of you grow in the future and hope to see <laughs> how these years shape all of you. Is that a go? My name is Alex, I'm 14 years old, and my favorite part about this week was just how everyone was so open-minded and calm and relaxed. Everyone gave me such a good vibe, and just this right here just makes me feel so happy to see that everyone can be so relaxed and being able to let out their emotions in front of all of us, even you guys. It's just really beautiful. Um, I'm Mason, I'm 15. You probably can't see me because I'm like five foot five and behind everyone. <laughs> My favorite part about this weekend was that I really got to learn that if you have confidence in yourself, you can put trust in others. And if you have trust in others, you have more confidence for yourself. Um, the first workshop we did was Cards for Humanity and we had these questions and we just got to write down our answers and guess who wrote them and we got to learn more about each other spiritually and like their personality and stuff and yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh. 
Hi. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Katiana. I'm 14 years old, and I've only been going to this youth group here for only a couple weeks. But I feel so connected to everybody here already. Everyone's so kind to me, and so sweet and welcoming. <laughs> I couldn't ask to be with a better group right now. And, they, and during this overnighter, they've all helped me become so much braver, less afraid of self-judgment, or people, other people judging me, because I know these people are so accepting and so kind to me. And I couldn't be happier here. <laughs> So now that we've shared our experience with you, um, we're going to summer camp in, in Southern California in July to go experience this, but on a much larger scale. So there's about 350 other teens there, and so the cost is about 1500 per person. So we're selling raffle tickets, so I'm just asking if uh, you could support us by buying a raffle ticket with the $2,000 prize. Please Thank buy. you. <laughs> All right, thank you guys and girls. All right, like I told them at the first one, if I'd known you guys were going to do that, I, I could have taken last night off. No, it's awesome. It's nice when you have your talk ready for next week, too. That's what I like. You never, but see, the thing is, we've never had these many teens before. So isn't that great? Thank you, guys, and thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you, Saskia. Where'd Saskia go? Oh, there she is. All right. So, yeah, it's been, it's been great to watch and be part of. And I've got uh, a number of young adults in my life that have gone through the teen group, and it's, it's, been a, it's an amazing experience. It's life-changing. All right. So I want to continue with, with this kind of this theme of coming together. We've been using this amazing book called The Power of Eight as sort of inspiration this month, and um, I have a number of illustrations, but I, first of all, what I want to do is I'm, I want to model the Q process that I've made a commitment to do. So the Q process means quantum. It's a 21-day self-directed um, uh, journey of reflection, journaling, and rescripting things that trigger us in life. And part of uh, the goal with this is eventually we as a community are going to have our own Q card because this community has a soul, it has a history, and there's unhealed history. We all have unhealed history in our lives. And part of what the cue is is to integrate the shadow side. Uh, Carl Jung said years ago that, that um, it's the most important thing we can do on our journey of life is to integrate the shadow. The shadow being the things we don't like about ourselves, that we're embarrassed about or that trigger us. And we've got to love it all because it's all God or it isn't. And so what I want to do right now is I want to model my homework, my cue card right now. So first slide, please have compassion for me when I show up on my shadow card which is I'm feeling alone, I'm feeling flawed, I'm feeling fearful, living in lack, self-centeredness, or feeling stupid. Because this is who I've come here to be. I've come here to be invincible, brilliant, loved, and loving, creative. Wholeness, once again, integrated. It's all God. Generous and free. I had a sister that texted me. I've, I'm six now, one passed away. A while back, and she texted me a picture, and, and you know I grew up in a, in a, a traditional uh, philosophy, uh, and um, and they're all still really connected to that, and it's a good thing for them. And she sent me a picture of a tree that had been hit by lightning, 
And, uh, and it, when it broke, it made sort of this face, I guess you could see the face of a demon in the broken tree. So she wanted to know what I thought. And I said, well, Aeneas Nin said that I, you don't see life as it is, you see the life, we see life the way we are. And so I said, you see something there demonic, and I see a tree that got hit by lightning. And what I know is the tree is God, and the lightning is God. And you are free to decide whatever story you want to make up about that tree. But I said, that tree and that, that image has no power unless we give it power. But it was interesting. And I said, and so I don't have the, the final answer, nor am I trying to tell you what to think, but thank you for asking, because usually they don't even ask. <laughs> they just jump right into the fear. And so... It was a really nice inter interchange. Well, we're making stuff up. We're meaning making machines. And with this power of eight, um, I want to make sure I hit the key points today with you. Uh, and I have a lot of illustrations that I'm not going to share, but I have some, some really wonderful things that I want to provide and, and honor your time as well. So in this book, The Power of Eight, it talks about miracles. What is a miracle? It's an event or an action that apparently contradicts known scientific law. So, you know, we've all had things that have happened in our lives. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. There he is, there's Albert. Spooky action. So, in the other words, we think of somebody and all of a sudden they call us. Or we have, a, you know, we have an idea and all of a sudden something shows up to reinforce the idea. We're all connected to this infinite intelligence. There is an intelligent order in the universe that creates everything. And the more that we can tap into it, the more we can partner and be more potent in the things that we want to experience. But as long as we say shut down and, and miserable and angry, it has less of an opportunity to guide us and direct us. Just saying. But we've been given free will. We give a choice. If we want to be angry every day of the week, the infinite says you go for it. But what happens is it just becomes a limitation. And the only person that we punish is ourselves. So this, this idea of virtual entanglement I want to share with you, and I've got a couple of illustrations of it today that I think are really, really uh, uh, impactful. But virtual entanglement, we're connected whether we realize it or not. In fact, um, I'm going to share it with you because it's so important. This is the last thing I, I, I ended with at the first service, but I want to share it early. For every action that you and I take, every action, even if no one witnesses it, it matters. Every action matters. We're all connected. Caring for others, number two, caring for others is caring for ourselves. And hating one another is hating ourselves. So we get to decide. And miracles abound in this story of interbeing. Now, history is full of stories of miracles, things we can't explain. So just those three things, and I'll bring those back later. So this idea of virtual entanglement... And so setting an intention, and Lynn has a number of, of stories in this, uh, this week that talk about setting an intention. I'm going to I'm gonna skip to one of the um, illustrations. Actually, I want to guide you in an experience right now. And this is a, a video. It's a two-minute video. It's a, taken at Burning Man. And Burning Man is an event every year in the summer, Southern California, out in the Mojave Desert, and a group of people, a group of uh, elderly hippies, let's say, and cultural creatives get together and they have an experience there. So one of the things that we do with the Q process is we encourage people to learn how to do heart math. And heart math is a phenomenal thing that's going on on the planet right now. They measure this coherent field. They can actually measure it now. They've got enough sensitive equipment. They've actually got sensors set up all over the world. And when events happen in the world, it registers there. 
So what they did, and I'll, I'll just set it up for you moment, uh, briefly. They had people clip a sensor onto their earlobe. And then they had them drop into their heart and connect with that coherent field. So it's done through gratitude. It's done through appreciation. It's done through joy. But to connect with that higher sense of self because that's the pathway. And there's a, there's a great big thing that they, they built in the middle that lights up. It has lights all over it that register the energy that's being uh, generated by the group around it. So I want to share that with you. But I want you to think about something that you're grateful for in this moment that you'd like to shift. Because our opportunity is right now. It isn't because we weren't there. It's right now. So I want to share this short video with you and talk a little bit about it. And... Uh, um, it's phenomenal to watch. When we went to, uh, Laura and I went to the Joe Dispenza, uh, we've been to two of his retreats. Joe has all kinds of scientific equipment, people wired up with the, the, the headsets and all of the electrodes, and they measure the energy in the room over a period of time. And a lot of times Joe will do week one and week two, and then he'll talk about how the energy builds over time and, and how the, the amplification of the coherent field, as he calls it. So another name for God is coherent field. Uh, this intelligent order is another word that I would use. So let's, let's take a look at this video. Welcome. I'm a Lumina. So just an illustration of what happens when we come together with a common purpose. So what Lynn is just backing up, and I know it's, but it's good to repeat it. We're going to put together, we're putting together a program, and you'll get that information. It's actually in your, in your uh, bulletins this week. And Lil Lazard, our spirit group uh, facilitator, is going to uh, pull that together. We decided not to do the workshop because I'm sharing all the information with you every Sunday. And uh, so you're getting bits and pieces, and you'll retain what's important for you to retain. So just don't worry about knowing it all. It's a very simple process. But what, what um, Lynn McTaggart is, a, is an investigative journalist, and she spent her life kind of exploring this realm between science and spirituality. What they have found, and so her and her husband would go around and do a workshop with 100 people, and she would take groups of strangers and put them together in groups of eight. And one person would ask for support in the group. And the, the research and the stories as a result of coming together and, and, and having this experience are just remarkable. And it ties in beautifully with what we teach. We're consciousness, first and foremost. We're eternal beings, whether we get it or not. And it's so easy because life shows up and we get distracted by things. And then we spin in it because we've got to figure it out and we've got to fix it. And that's part of life. We figure it out. We fix it. But it's not all of life. And so why not tap into this opportunity of possibility? So I want to share with you one, one story, and then I have another video that I'm going to share with you um, to honor our day. And as I said, the joy for me is i got my talk for next week all done. If you want to hear it, you can come back. So fellow by the name of George, and this comes right out of Lynn's book, and I think it's a really, really good illustration uh, of why it's important to pray for another. So George had been diagnosed with a deadly type of a brain tumor. It was inoperable. He was a, a biomedical researcher, and so he was well aware of what his prognosis was, which wasn't good. It was a death sentence. No cure, no matter what the treatment. There was nothing conventional medicine could do for him. So he began looking outside the medical world, searching for a miracle, and he was led to a Pentecostal church. It's a good church. You ever been? They speak in tongues. They roll around in the aisles. It's an awesome experience. You should try it some Sunday. Anyway, they're, they're, and I'm not being facetious. I mean, if that works for you, it works for you. Whatever works for you, work it, man. That doesn't matter what the tradition is. I'm telling you. 
There, a ministry team prayed for him, and he felt this vibrational surge that literally knocked him over. He was so moved by his experience that he followed these conferences all over North America, and each time standing in line for healing prayer. And every single time he, he was prayed for, he felt this jolt of energy go through him. However, every three months he went to his doctor for an MRI. The tumor was still there and was continuing to grow. But George didn't give up. He decided he wanted to be part of a prayer team, and he traveled with them to other countries. In Cuba, he joined in a prayer for a man who was, had severe vision problems and could barely see two feet in front of himself. After 15 minutes of being prayed for, this man started to describe objects that were 20 feet away without glasses. A woman on that trip had, with ovarian cancer had a noticeable tumor physically disappear. George was so impressed by the results in the prayer work that he became a man on a mission. He began praying for other people at every opportunity possible and sometimes devoting entire evenings and weekends to healing prayer. He formed his own prayer team at the church and they stayed behind after each service praying for long lines of people. After two years of doing this, George's doctor noticed that the tumor had stopped growing. In fact, it was starting to shrink and then his symptoms had disappeared. Eight years later, he remains healthy. After a recent scan, the word tumor was taken right out of his medical report. Now the question of the day is this. Why do you think that the tumor didn't change when he was being prayed for, but then disappeared on its own later? The people that wrote about George's case in a book called Changed in a Moment attribute the turnaround to the cumulative effect of all the prayer he had previously received, kind of like a bank account that suddenly gains a large amount of interest. I don't disagree with that. When you create a coherent energetic field through heart-centered prayer, it does have a collective increasing effect that's measurable. But there's more to the story. In Lynn McTaggart's investigation, she noticed something else. It wasn't just the amount of prayer he received or the number of trips he went on. He began to get better the moment he started praying for other people. We will t so this idea of praying for another takes us out of the spin of ourselves and it connects us to the coherent field, which is much more, much more potent. And I watch it over and over. It's good to have a roadmap of where you want to go and have a vision for your life. And you know, you've, been to the, you've been to the workshops, you bought the t-shirt, you got it all. You've got your vision statement written. But w where it really amplifies and multiplies when we start to serve one another, we start to connect with one another. There's miraculous power when we, when we hold inside to heal our own lives, which gets unleashed. Ironically, the moment we stop thinking about ourselves, as soon as we get the bloated nothingness out of the way of the divine currents, as Ralph Waldo Emerson said, it starts to amplify. It doesn't mean that the person being prayed for doesn't benefit. We have plenty of evidence, study after study, that shows the powerful effects of healing prayer on the person receiving the prayer. What it does mean, though, is that your internal state, your internal state, my internal state, is very important in the whole process. When you hold an intention, the perceiving power of the mind, and link it with kindness and caring, you access the ability to shape substance. And when you get out of your stuff, and with altruism, compassion, and genuine concern for another, when you get into that space and send others positive intention, you open the door to healing. Isn't that fascinating? This woman, I mean, we know this stuff. Both yours and theirs. Both the healing of another and yourself. So if you really want to amp it up. And so why groups of eight? As Lynn McTaggart says, we don't know. But she finds that about five is about the bare minimum and no more than 12. So we have 12 teens here. 
this weekend, and they had, they had this experience without even knowing this, because we have it all the time. We don't need this book to figure this out. There's story after story after story. So the last thing I want to share with you today is this amazing story. In 1990, this incredible artist was on a tour bus, um, and she laid down for a nap in the back of her tour bus, and she was hit by an 18-wheeler. And as a result, and I'm, I'm going to show you the video in a moment, and the song that she wrote as a result of this, and you'll recognize her instantaneously. But the, the prognosis was her back was broken, and they said, you'll never walk again, you'll never have kids again, uh, you'll probably never perform again. And so her story, it's brief, it's about a five-minute video, I think speaks volumes to this very thing that we're talking about. And then I'll have a couple other ideas after this I just want to share with you briefly today. But I think that this video uh, says it all in terms of what this book represents. So let's watch. Um, This song that I'm going to do for you now is very special indeed for me because I wrote it for all of you, even if you didn't know it. Uh, I don't know if many of you know this, but uh, 23 years ago, on March 20th, 1990, I was in a, a pretty bad accident while on tour. And I broke my back, I was paralyzed. They told me that I would never walk again, I would never have another baby, and that pretty much my life as I knew it was over. But I had a great doctor who also told me that it was all up to me. And I have to tell you that I felt each and every one of those prayers of everyone worldwide that came towards me, I felt like I was plugged in, into electricity. And uh, I used it in my healing, and I imagined all those wonderful feelings that people sent me so freely from everywhere in the world, I imagine them going into my spine and reconnecting things and putting things back together. I know that now they call it visualization. At the time, they didn't have a name for it, but I know it as one name, and that is love. So thank you very much, and this song is for you. Step by step I'll make it through I 
So she talks about it, if there's a, you go on YouTube, there's all kinds of interviews with Gloria Estevan. And uh, it's a great story. Great story. She said that she realizes that this happened for her, which is what the Q process says. It came into her life so she could have this experience, so she could, t she could model for other people. You get your back broken, they tell you you're never going to walk again. That's just somebody's opinion. She went on to have another baby. She had a little daughter, Amelia, who's an amazing artist and musician. She's back singing. I mean, just incredible, incredible uh, woman. She said that her husband, Emilio, they've been happily married for many, many years. I think close to 40 now. And Emilio's always heads in the music. And so she said that one day they had had Tom Cruise come to the house to have a, a meal. And so he, um, about three days later, Emilio walks out and he's pointing at his shoes. He's going, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. And she goes, what? What are you talking about Tom Cruise? She, was, she says, you mean Tom Ford? She goes, yeah, yeah, Tom Ford. Tom. He got his Tom's maker. Tom Ford is the designer, clothing designer. And Emilio does this stuff all day long. They were taking off from Vegas, she said, and he, he looked down and he said, ah, there it is, uh, Notre Dame. He goes, that's Hoover Dam, Emilio. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's in a diff different world many times. But it's a beautiful world and it works for him. And she's just such a bright, amazing woman. She's just a powerhouse. She's four foot eleven. And she's a dynamo, and just a remarkable artist. And so, such an inspiring story. But this is what, this is what Lynn McTaggart has, you know, spent years and years studying, so that the rest of us can on ramp it and, and and move into it. But it's it's a reality. It's possible. So when you find yourself living in li limitation, the question I have for you is why? Get a bigger idea. 
a bigger possibility and partner with some folks that can support you and, and support somebody else in their dream and their vision. Because I said, as I said earlier, every action you take, every action, even if no one witnesses it, matters. Caring for others is caring for yourself. And miracles abound in the story of interbeing. So the last slide today is Spirit Group Power of Eight. Say yes to how. Monday, June 18th, there'll be a two-hour session. And Saturday, June 30th from 9 to 11. We want you to just understand the principles behind it. It's very simple, but it's nice. And it'll also give you an opportunity to perhaps connect with some people that would like to be part of this. If you, you can start your own group anywhere. You could send a, uh, something out on the, the internet and see who responds. But whatever it is, but why limit your good? Why limit the possibility? We're tripwired. Otherwise, there'd just be one of us here, right? That's why the infinite created all of us. It's in the diversity and the multiplicity of it and the variety of it. So bless you. I got a lot more stuff I want to share about it, but I just think that... Uh, that uh, that powering up with the heart math and the monitors. I think we should get heart math monitors here. We could sit and measure it. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Let's, let's prove it. Let's get our power of eight going here. Let's be a force for good. Let's watch these teens go out and make a difference in the world. Let's, let's support one another in making a difference in the world. God knows the world needs it because there's enough, there's enough problems. Anybody think we need any more problems? Yeah, I think we got enough. We got enough to handle right now. But there are opportunities and they come for us. Just like Gloria Estefan said when her back got broken, she said, I realize now how important this was for me to be able to walk again and to share my story. Her mother, when her mother got the news, her mother was told that she was dead. She said, I was just grieving. My daughter was dead. I'd never see her again. So uh, it's time for all of us to come out of the dark, as she says. So thanks so much for being here on this beautiful day. And so it is.